Hello, dear friends, the news with Kabbalist Dr. Michael Lightman. Hello. Uh, many write to us about fear, that there's fear everywhere. Fear for yourself, for your loved ones, for your children, fear of death, and the situation can't be changed. It's frightening. Many questions. The main question is how to overcome fear. Is it possible? Let go. Don't think about what will happen in the next moment. To let go of the situation? Yeah. We can't do anything. We don't know anything about it. And therefore, the best thing for us is to let go. Can man do it? It is in man's ability. You need to train a bit, but actually it's necessary. It's psychology. Pure psychology. Yep. We know, don't we know? Can we know? So on the inside, in a true dramatic situation with death on the line, I can act as if there's nothing. Yeah. You invent a dramatic situation, as you put it, and you also annul it. Or other things, you say that that can't be because this is impossible, I already know that everything's going to be fine, or it doesn't even interest me now. And that's the best thing, that this doesn't interest me now. Just let go. Don't try to control anything. So, fear is a result of a person trying to control. A person wants to be in control of the situation. And he can't, and that leads to fear. Yeah. And when I let go, as though I control it, but from the other side. Of course. Of course he'll die. Of course, everything will happen after you. You're not locking this world, closing this world on a lock and leaving. So, you know, no big deal. Imagine that it's normal. Agree to it. And that's it. I understand that in general you need to let go, but can you can you explain how how do you do it? How do you let go? Uh, no, it's different for different people. There are those that start thinking, what will happen in the world after me? What about my relatives? What about um, my my property? What about uh, what am I leaving, etc., etc. So the question is, what is a person given fear for? To fear, why? For him to correct something, at least for him to correct his attitude toward life and death. Okay, um, and what does he need to shift to? If it's given from above, what what is this fear supposed to turn into? It's supposed to turn into the absolute will of the Almighty, of the Creator, and that He still has what to do in these left moments, and there could be many of them, until He really ends His earthly path. 
So a person needs to do something one way or another. Yeah. What? To calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> what else? I don't even know what to add. No need to add nothing. That's what it is, what a person needs to do. What? He's planning on doing something in this world. How will the world carry on without him? What will he leave to the world after he's gone for the world? You're saying to calm down. I heard you once say that the Creator is in rest and man needs to come to the same kind of rest. Then what is rest? Rest is where the next moment doesn't worry you. In no way. Not that you live in it. If you live in it, then it doesn't bother you because you're living in it. But that it simply doesn't bother you. And that's what a person needs to come to. Yeah? So, am I living in this moment or not in this moment either? Don't think that you exist altogether. So, I I evaporate or... No, no, that's also uh, an approach to life which is not good. So, to give up is also not good. No. So, this I don't exactly understand. It's unclear to everyone. This is that point in which we achieve complete rest. So, again, please, if you can clarify this point, a few sentences, to say that that's the only way it can go. I trust in the governance of the Creator that governs everything, including myself, in every moment of my existence, and of the entire universe and everyone else in general. So there's nothing to be afraid of, to fear about. I want to come under his correction, his guidance, his governance over this all. No, if not, then sit quietly and continue your life. So that there will be no difference between how you exist now and how you'll exist after you decide how you're supposed to exist. So it's a point of rest. Yeah. Thank you. It's not simple, by the way. It says about consent. It says about you being in consent with the Creator, that you agree with Him, and it's not simple. Because we always want to grab him by the hand, to check what's thought there, and to argue that maybe things need to be done differently. Disagree. Clear. And here you don't need to grab hold of anyone. Let go. Our times are filled with disinformation and lies. They say disinformation occurs in the face of political disillusionment, economic crisis, or social unrest. Today, how 
you have it all. And there's also the internet, meaning that lies can be easily manipulated. There are companies that can give them a nice wrapper, gain wide public support, etc., etc. My question is, first of all, there's a feeling that we simply exist inside of lies and disinformation. Is it true? Yes. Only in that. Yes, but controlled by the Creator. <laughs> That's the thing here, huh? So, all those that... Nah. He controls, the Creator controls everything, what we write, what we think. He's the one who put us in this complete disinformation and called it this world. Right. Don't relate to people seriously. Meaning, not to resist vigorously what resist the Creator or what. Let them write what they write. Mankind needs to exist somehow. So the Creator, He invented different such, how to say, positions. Should I try and, you know, try and differentiate somehow truth from lies? No, no, neither exist. So what did he do it for? And or for us to be fed up with the situation, so much so that we'll simply want in all possible ways to get out of it. And that's it. Uh, it's like Balasulam wrote about the worm inside the apple, that this my world, and suddenly it sticks its head out and says, hey, there's an entire world here. That's how we are, right, inside the apple. Yes. How do you get out? How do you see the world? Real world? Well, for a simple person... I mean, one of the billions, it's impossible. But there are unique souls, individual souls that have already ripened out of the billions of souls that are capable of catching that call made upon that worm and head toward the exit. And when the worm heads outwards, does it lay the path for other worms? It's not its business. It doesn't know. So, it goes, it has no idea. Or man has no idea. Where is he going? What? It's amazing that you have no idea. Where are you going? How? What do you need to know it for? As a worm. What for? Well, to the light, as they say. What light? You wouldn't head for the light. So I got used to living in the apple. Yeah, yeah, there it's dark and dry. There you want to be. And the rotting apple is sweet. Good talk. So, man's given is let from above to come out. He doesn't do it by himself, not through his own efforts. No, how can a person do it? You give a person no, nothing. Even afterwards, after he already understands how is it being governed, he sees that 
He doesn't do anything. So what we do inside this apple, all of our actions, everything, economic programs, wars, the building of new worlds, formations, generations, years, it's all inside this apple. It's an order to accumulate enough of a rotting layer inside yourself. Yes. In order to want to, so that later you can feed off it as you come out of the apple. I don't even know what the question to ask. In short, we'll get out, we'll see. This really bothers me and everyone, I think, that nothing's up to me. Then we find out that being in this apple, we can't operate any other principles, rules, but we completely follow our own nature of this petty egoism with its petty pleasures, and we continue growing this way, creating this decay around us. Okay, so we're creating it, and it's not up to me that I I pull myself a bit based on what? You know, I already ate it all, I want to get out. How could that be? That in you will appear something else. The opposite. Well, there is a different world besides this one. If the Creator wishes so, then He'll directly direct you a bit. Is there some kind of request coming from me to the Creator to guide me somehow? Happens. And does He answer this request? If it's a real request, in a group with other worms, then yes. Is it important that's the main thing to come to? Yes. And therefore, he he keeps us inside this jar. Yes. Why is there so much disinformation about the Creator on the Internet? You probably didn't see it. First of all, because he controls anything and everything, the Creator. And the second thing is because we have no idea about who he is and what does he do. And therefore, you can do whatever you want. And everyone, from their own point of informational view, meaning from the point of the heart, will you know, invent whatever. And I, an ordinary person, I choose in accordance with what one or another path to the Creator, according to what's more pleasant to your ego. (laughs) A worm wants to, you know, have some fun. Well, just, just some truth, something, that I choose the path of truth. Is there something like that in me? For me, there is. It is in a good decay. You don't want to give us, I can't give you anything really. Decay is that which I live in, what you feed off and what comes out of you. (laughs) But it's good. 
Это помогает, помогает нам очень относительно быстро. It really helps us to very relatively quickly go through all these states and discern where is that state in which exists something new, something fresh, something completely unexpected for us. What can we get out of all? Something that we can choose from all other states, take from all other states and from them to create some new level of existence that I'd like. Yes, to come closer to coming out of this decay. Thank you. So there is hope. Not hope, but an absolute clear future. And here it's already before us. Aggression is a part in a person that we can't get rid of, say psychologists. Yeah, we can't. You agree? Yes, I do. Its origins are in the animal-human past. In the ego. Ego, okay. Psychologists say that aggression comes from the living beings drive to survive. When you have hunger, fear, war, etc., it appears in general, in every moment in life. So you're saying that it's man's foundation. Yes, and in every moment in life, I need to defeat something. Is it possible to direct aggression towards something more peaceful? Peaceful means against yourself. Otherwise, what? So, aggression is directed right now outwards, yes. And you're saying that the vector, you need to turn it inwards. Gradually, just a bit, but turn it toward yourself. And then aggression exists precisely for that, that I'll gradually be able to turn it against myself. Yes. Against what do I turn aggression inside myself? Against my aggression toward others or what? Mm, yeah, in relation to others. When I invert the aggression, yeah, instead of toward others, towards yourself. What do I need to attack inside myself that when the aggression's aimed at me? Well, it's that which I would like to attack in others. It's embedded in me. But if I want to invert it against myself, then it's a real battle against yourself already, out of which you build the quality of bestowal and connection with others. So this is my sense of self. No, your sense of self isn't... Your sense of self is hate toward others, the desire to reign, rule over others. If you invert it, into its opposite, understanding that it is impossible to remain in such a quality, then instead of that, you get the quality of spiritual love and bestowal. So aggression against yourself is good, yes. From bad aggression against others, it inverts into aggression against yourself, and that's good, yes. And then you really start treating yourself as an enemy. And that's good. It is, of course. Yeah. 
You need to really work on humanity. No place to run to. There will be such suffering that humanity will want it. Everyone feels that there are only enemies around you, and you're saying that the enemies are inside of you. Yeah. I understand this formula, but can it permeate a person's heart? Why not? Can a person? I'm asking you. I don't know, to turn a weapon aimed at others against myself. But you understand it? Yes. Others will too. Why do you deny others of it? No, no. New bands in China. TV channels can't air idol shows, reality shows, etc. It said we must resist abnormal aesthetics that include effeminate men, vulgar celebrities, displays of wealth and corrupted morality. China plans to ban cartoons containing any reference of violence, blood, rudeness, or pornography. It said that only truth, goodness, and beauty can be promoted. I agree. You do. I do. So this prohibition is the right move. Suddenly, we start thinking that man's allowed to do whatever, that he's on such a level of freedom, not even freedom, on a spiritual level, where man can correctly perceive everything, that this good, this bad, and it's good, that they show me bad stuff in order for me to move even further away from it. It's all not true. Man grasps and absorbs everything, and the bad, of course, far beyond the good. So the Chinese are right. Nothing good will come from it. You need to forbid it. It's like with a child. We give children only that which could be useful for them and not just anything. So this philosophy, I know that directors say, I'm showing these bad things for a person to be startled and not go there. So I want to show bad things, frightening things. I'd send that director to be corrected someplace for correction. So you're saying to prohibit everything. A person needs to be shown only that which surely will be used by him for his spiritual ascent in order for man to grow in it, for the human part to grow in man and not the animate part the beast. So, the Chinese politics is based... No, no, we're not talking about China. We're talking in general. We talk a lot about uh, Elon Musk. And so, I give him as an example. He says... I want to be part of what changes the world. Making mistakes is okay. The main thing is to every time make mistakes in something new. Well, that's true. Yeah, everything true. So we we make mistakes all the time. You can't. It's impossible without. We learn from mistakes. Do we learn from mistakes? Not everyone. But mistakes come in order for us to learn from them. Yes, they do. 
Ну, чисто это, чистый Илон, Илон Маск. За 4 миллиарда лет... Илон Маск. In the 4 billion years of Earth's history, no more than half a dozen really important events have occurred. The appearance of single-celled organisms, the appearance of multicellular organisms, the division into the animal and planet kingdoms, the transition of animals from water to land, the development of ma- mammals and the development of consciousness. The next big step should be the idea of interplanetary life that unprecedentedly will change our our and enrich our life. No, no, I disagree with the last point. What will it give? Nothing. Why should the previous degrees of our development, why should they have bring us to this for us to engage in interplanetary travel? All the more that we exist in such an energetic state that these flights will take us hundreds of years. So what for? What for? Fly for what? From one field to another, from one green field to another. You see, he's, he's, it's his little trip. He considers the next big step this interplanetary development. And for you, the next big step is the next big step will be revealing the meaning of life. What is, what did it appear out of nothing for altogether? And from it started developing those degrees that he talked about correctly, by the way. Yeah, in general. And then a person comes to, what am I living for? Yes. The further we develop, the more we want to know about our root, our source. This is what interests us. That's the search for the meaning of life. Yeah, because everything is in it. Okay, that's beautiful. And today, when we do something, we're developing those forces or that data that exists in our um, source. Many don't like change, but we must learn to accept it, especially if the alternative to change is disaster. Obviously. So, change or catastrophe. Yes, then we do something. And if I have a feeling that unless I change, there will be a catastrophe, yes. What kind of catastrophe is ahead of us that I need to change? I don't think that there is catastrophe ahead of people, and I don't think that they really must change that much. Meaning, there's no catastrophe on the line. No, we're living in times where there's nothing catastrophical. That's not that good. It's a condition. It doesn't push me to change. Is it possible to artificially create such a feeling in a man that in humanity that we're headed toward catastrophe and it will start changing? Well, thanks to the leaders of this world, we're headed there. So they are doing work. Of course, they're the Creator's angels. So they're the ones that are directing us to an abyss in order to force us to change. Everyone talks about them poorly. Suddenly you said something good about them, angels. Well, they themselves, they're doing the Creator's work. They are the representatives of the Creator on Earth. And the Creator needs to bring us to this abyss. Yes, in order for us to meet our destiny, and they help us in it. What is our destiny? 
a recognition of evil of our own nature. Yes. And what? I'll acknowledge my own evil and what? And you'll see that it is in complete contradiction to the Creator, and you will want to be as close as possible to Him, and you'll start developing spiritually and ascending. Thank you very much. Italian scientists have compared between the cosmic system and neurons in the human brain. They discovered between them a lot of or many similar things. There are about 86 billion neurons in the brain. The universe consists out of more than 100 billion galaxies. And even scientists say that there's some kind of higher thought felt above it. Could it be that we get orders from there? We came to a point where scientists, there's somebody thinking that, you know, some higher thought, that it's possible. How do you relate to the comparison between the human brain and galaxies? Well, once we started science from throwing up stones, jumping out of swimming pools, apples fell on our heads, right? These were very mechanical, simple examples about the rules of nature. Afterwards, we started uh, learning about more subtle things in nature, and today people already start understanding that there is a connection between the upper forms of nature and the lower ones that are a result. In short, accumulating all sensations, we start building some kind of a different picture of the world where we divide it all into degrees, into some kind of parallel realms in which it would be possible to feel who are we, what are we, what's above us, what's beneath us. Therefore, obviously, our brain activity, everything that we can imagine, has this analogous vision uh, of what's above, what's below. Can we say that when we look at the sky full of stars, that, that there is a kind of inspiration, a kind of connection? Of course, the heaven. The skies are a very beautiful demonstration, I'd say, of our inner qualities. So the sky is what exists in us? Of course. How can you see it all? Well, you're saying, of course. You see yourself. So why am I so stunned by it? Every person looks at the sky and is stunned. What is there about it? You're shown in this mechanical kind of way a bit of what goes on inside of you. Actually, you see your inner self. And this is what, yeah, that's what kind of stuns you, inspires you, touches you. What's the main thing to see that's inside? What do I need to see? That in you, there's the infinite opportunity, ability, 
of achieving different qualities and you can somehow um, relate it all to the Creator. Okay, if you can sum it up somehow, we need to more frequently look at the starry sky. You're a poet. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Excellent.